This is the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Waylee Gray. Hey, you know how many physicians today are feeling overwhelmed and trapped living that busy and unfulfilling life? Yet more than ever, we as physicians are keenly aware that life is precious and tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. My mission is to help physicians start living their best life now by discovering and achieving their wildest travel dreams. So come, join us on this journey. Welcome back to another episode of the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. So last week, I shared the most amazing interview with Dr. Oksana Almanova. In that episode, she talks about swimming with dolphins, which is just the most magical experience, life-changing in so many ways. So if you haven't listened to that episode, add that to your queue and listen to that after you finish listening to this one, because you don't want to miss that. This week, we are on to part two of that amazing conversation, picking up from where we are chatting about swimming with sharks. And this week's episode is really amazing. So let's dive in. Teach us. So for the audience who's never encountered a shark when you're snorkeling or swimming in the ocean, what what do you do? If if you, what does Dr. Oksana do when she encounters sharks when she's swimming? Well, first, you know, I always tell people, even if uh, you're swimming in a place where there are reef sharks, don't swim if water, if, if water is murky. So because if they, you can be mistaken for, for a fish. Yeah, because they're really not interested in people. But if they can't really see, they might think you're something else, like a seal or something. Yeah, so I just try to stay away from murky waters. Mm-hmm. And if I do see a shark, so what I usually do I get vertical. So instead of being horizontal, I get vertical. And because it's part of it, what I was taught in Tahiti when I swam with the whales, it's kind of a little bit confuses them, right? Because usually fish doesn't stay vertical. And so I go vertical and I maintain eye contact. Mm. So one time I had four sharks came around me. Three of them were in front of me and another one started going behind me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, how am I going to maintain <laughs> I contact with with all four of you. Anyway, so you 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 keep watching them, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't try to swim away. You don't try to splash. Yeah, don't splash. And don't splash. Don't panic. Don't try to kind of again swim away. And if they come really close to you, you can whatever device you have. So let's say if I have long fins, I usually just stick my foot out and kind of try to push them away. Right. So if some some people swim with long pulse with GoPro, so you can stick it out. So basically, you just deter them. So I was holding a GoPro when I was doing my shark dive, and my dive master didn't say anything because he had his own GoPro. And then and then as we're diving in, he's like, "Oh, and by the way, you know, the last thing you want to do is to pull your GoPro in if the shark touches it." I'm like, "Yeah, good point." <laughs> So yeah, yeah, if you have a GoPro, you're not actively attacking the shark, but you're just trying to make it even less mm-hmm. interested in you. <laughs> and so if it does touch your GoPro or your stick or whatever, just don't pull back because then it's going to follow it <laughs> and it's come coming closer to you. Yeah. So you basically just push them like with your fin, you just stick the fin and they usually go away. So, but sometimes they are curious and... Sometimes those sharks who never seen people, if you are in really in open ocean and like oceanic white tips, they 
they never seen people. So they might kind of maybe try to take a test, taste bite of you, right? And again, I'm in no way I'm expert on sharks, so I don't want people to. <laughs> but it's just my experience. This is what I do. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, and just being respectful, being respectful of their space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's 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 exactly what the the dive masters taught us. And uh-huh. um it was basically this the same thing. And I think the really mo- the most important thing is actually like what's going on in your brain. Like you said, like don't freak out, don't start splashing, mm-hmm. don't go crazy, and just know in your head that the shark is really not interested in you. Like people, it's not part of the shark's diet <laughs> to eat people. <laughs> we really don't look appetizing and they're actually really introverted animals. They're curious. And usually they're not aggressive. So it's 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 almost like they flip when, when they get into that aggressive mode. But most of the time when they see a person, they are just sort of like, what is this? They might they might go a little bit close to explore, but really they're not interested in eating you. <laughs> so it's 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 one of those things where if you know that, it's almost it's the same as interacting with a person who might be scary to you. It's like you're you might be intimidated, but you're kind of thinking in your head like you know, what, what are they here for? Like, what, why are they in this interaction? And then it helps you relate to them one. So you're not as as scared and it just helps you stay calm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what I do, and I honestly don't know if it works, they can hear. I just start talking to them. So if sharks come into to me, I start talking to them like, Oh, you're so cute. Oh, you know, (laughs) and again, Actually, I should do research to see if we can we have sense of hearing. And I part of it, my reasoning, I was like, well, if I'm talking, it's like I'm not a fish. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't recognize but, those sounds. <laughs> and uh, and it's also, you know, gets me more into that more relaxed space mm-hmm. where I'm just like, oh, okay, here you are. Look how beautiful you are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, this is so such an amazing. I mean, you just have this, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, you you have this, I mean, first of all, not a lot of people who, not a lot of physicians in general live in Hawaii. And then even if they do, they don't necessarily go out in the ocean and swim in the ocean regularly, and they don't necessarily attract dolphins. So I think you just have this really unique experience and this really unique perspective. I, I think that's, it's really amazing. Yeah, and again, because to me, uh, cetaceans, dolphins, whales, very, very unique. Some think dolphins are, and whales are most intelligent species on the planet. And they have that this multidimensional aspect to them. And my friends experience with dolphins, they can shift dimensions. They can go from one dimension to another and literally like the dolphin would just disappear in front of the eyes, right? Because they shift into another reality. Mm-hmm. And me being an intuitive and being into that energy spirituality. So this is just very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are things that exist in this world where if you're just paying attention to it, you're like, wow, this is not noticed by most most mm-hmm. people. But it's there. If you look for it, it's there. And I think what you're describing is, is one of those those experiences. Okay, so I cut you off and I want to ask you more about this. You were on a boat with these shark swimmers and there was a big bucket, you know, it says shark food only. So tell us more about that experience. I want to hear about it. 
Well, this, again, I didn't know what to expect. And first we went and swam with oceanic white tip sharks. It was similar experience where we dropped the fish and then we got in the water, right? And we had, I think, four or five oceanic white tip sharks around us. And again, it wasn't that environment where many, many years ago when I was scuba diving, I did a shark dive where you go in a place where sharks get fed regularly, right? So they know people, they, they come regularly for that. Yeah. So this was more in kind of going into the wild open ocean, finding sharks, where sharks not necessarily used to people. They're not used to that experiences. That's wild. <laughs> That's really wild. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is this is more wild than going into that specific controlled environment where Again, sharks specifically come for it. They know, they train for it. So anyway, this was interesting. It was magical. And then we, again, this was professional shark swimmers. They, one in life is swimming with sharks. It's like for me, like swimming with whales and dolphins. So did they give you like a crash course? I mean, I, I, there are all these professional shark swimmers. And and what did you say that the, the kind of sharks were? Well, first one, oceanic white tips. And I was trying to... Um, the funny part was I was trying to like, oh, guys, any tips? Yeah. You know, what, what do I do? And they said, well, just stay close to us. I'm like, okay. And of course, I already knew, okay, just be vertical, right? And just maintain eye contact constantly. And then we went, so this was part of experience, but we really wanted to swim with tiger sharks. Yeah, those um, are like, those are usually the sharks that people do not want to run into. <laughs> so you'll learn there's a hierarchy of how scary sharks are. And it's like a nurse shark. That was the first shark that I saw my first time scuba diving. They were like, oh, they're, they did the little shark thing. I didn't know what that meant. And then when we got back on the boat, he's like, oh, did you see the shark? I'm like, shark? I didn't see what shark. He was like, I was a nurse shark. And then I'm like, should I have been scared? And they're like, oh, no, it's a good day when you see a shark. But I don't think that that's usually not the case for these types of sharks that you're talking about yeah so tiger shark and so we went looking for tiger sharks and they drop huge head of tuna right in the water trying to attract the tiger sharks and then all of a sudden everybody got excited right so it was like oh my god tigers tigers came in and they all put in gear and trying to get rush in the water and i said okay what do i do it's like i never swam with tiger sharks (laughs) and like in a this hustle, somebody said, oh, you just stick, you know, if I come close to you, you just stick your hand out and try to, and I'm like, what, what, what? So I, I didn't know, like, I'm like supposed to stick my head out, my hand out. Anyway, so it was magical. We had, I think we had three or four tiger sharks came in and they were beautiful. They're just such, they're huge. Mm-hmm. And they're huge, aren't they? I mean, tiger sharks are big animals. And they, but, you know, they also were so beautiful. It was magical. And again, just, you know, helped me to get more comfortable mm-hmm. with sharks. So, yes. But for that, and then when we got on the boat, I said, so what did you guys do trying to tell me something, how to behave around tiger sharks? Because what do I do? I stick my hand and what do I do with my hand? Anyway. And I said, well, yes, if tiger comes to you very close, you put your hand kind of on the head and try to push it down away from you. So you kind of like... Mm glide them away from you so i hope i hope i never have to do it in my life but (laughs) there's a very that's a very close distance from their head and their teeth (laughs) so but yeah this was this was fun experience 
That's so fascinating. And you know, one of my goals I shared on my podcast is I want to go to all seven continents mm-hmm. and hopefully scuba dive on all of them. Maybe Antarctica might be a little hard, but at least I could jump in the water there. But one, I was looking at diving in South Africa near Cape Town, where I hope to go. And they, they do shark cage diving. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what? Why do people do that? I mean, I, I guess I understand why. I mean, like you have a cage protecting you, but after swimming, scuba diving in the open with sharks, I'm thinking that's a very different experience than and what you're describing. I mean, I, I think they're, um, I forget what kind of sharks they are, but they're definitely scarier sharks than the ones that I scuba dived with. But here you are, you know, you had this experience just swimming with tiger sharks. That's just really, really amazing. So I, I actually want to Go back and with mm-hmm. you, because I know you swam with sharks before and you've did the scuba diving with sharks before, but you saw these tiger sharks come and everyone was jumping in the water from the boat. I mean, what did that feel like? Was it, how did you feel when you're jumping into the water? Well, I said, okay, I, I want to jump in too. But actually, you were surprised I wasn't scared and I jumped in. They're like, wow, you're really scored. Um, so, yes, it was exciting. I, I think I, I was mostly excited, but of course, you have to be careful. And again, it was the same thing, right? Maintain eye contact constantly because it was pretty shallow water. So they were very close to mm. us in the bottom. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I just remember for one of my shark dives, I um, they parked the boat and there was maybe four or five other scuba divers. And one of the guys, they're British. He was very nervous and he really didn't want to get in the water. So, so we parked and... I, I think the sharks were just conditioned to swim out around mm-hmm. the boat. We hadn't thrown any bait down at that point. And they were just they were just everywhere. There's so many of them from and, and I'm like, am I supposed to just jump? Because because no one else was jumping. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'll start. And um, there's just they're like they're they're literally like you can't even get a piece of water for, wow. for like I'm like, if I jump, I'm just gonna jump on top of a shark. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> And so, like you were saying, like, people might be trying to tell you stuff, but you're like, well, I just got to do this. So I just, like, the assistant was like, oh, no, you don't don't jump on top of the shark. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and, and then there was, like, one shark had gone by another shark. And I'm like, oh, I think this is my chance. Like, there's just, it looks like it's just water. And another, and, and so I, I, I'm jumping. As I'm jumping, they're like, wait, wait, no. I'm like, oh, it's too late. I'm <laughs> jumping <laughs> And I still don't know till they say whether they were joking and making fun of me or they were like, oh, no, don't jump just yet. But it turned out okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's interesting because we're talking about sharks. I actually worked with few people, few clients who had fear, either fear of the ocean or fear of sharks. And so when I do sessions with them, I, I look to see where, it's, where the fear is coming from, right? And helping them to clear energy around the fear. So is somebody afraid of drowning or somebody afraid of deep ocean? So it's it's actually very interesting. But mm. yeah. Yeah. And and I've seen that in my own family members. So I have three kids. Two of them were happy to go with a life jacket mm-hmm. and me holding them to do the snorkeling. And they didn't really mind seeing the vast ocean, like the whole, it's, it's sort of a, just a, t- I love the feeling, but I think it's scary for some people just to see floating on this vast open sea. It can be very anxiety provoking. So one of my kids was terrified of, of going in the ocean and, and he's like, just something about 
just like the depth of, of the ocean. And, and I mean, in, in the Caribbean waters, you, you, it's like, you can see like 90 feet easily. And so that, that's, that's even worse. I mean, that's, it's good for snorkeling and it's good mm-hmm. for not getting attacked by sharks, but it's just like this, it's a mental, there's a, a, a feeling that, that he gets from that. And we've, we've sort of started of course, you can't push somebody if they're scared of doing it. You have to honor that. But slowly, step by step, I, I feel my my child is is getting more open to it. And it, it's amazing to actually see that transformation because you, you start with all this fear, but slowly see that with every trip that we take in the ocean that he's getting less and less fearful is, is really cool to see as a parent, especially. Yes. And again, to me, just ocean, being in the ocean is so healing. I mean, if you think about it, we take salt baths, right? So, so many people take salt baths or Epsom salts, whatever it is. It's part of detoxification, as part of uh, feeling better. And to me, again, going into the ocean, it's just being in that energy. It's very, very healing mm. on, on so many levels, mm. mental, emotional, I... physical. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, and I would love to encourage anyone listening, if if you're listening and you're like, these people are crazy, I don't do this. Believe it or not, anyone can do this. Dr. Oksana didn't even know how to swim when she started. And I had just swam in a pool as a kid. And this just came to me that, wow, this is something that I want to do. Like, I want to do this while I'm alive and I can I can go in the ocean. Now, now my goal is I would love to swim in all seven continents. <laughs> and And it's just, I mean, there's, there's just something magical about it. It's not so much an accolade, but it's more like, how amazing would that be to to just be alive and to step foot and and to be immersed in the ocean and, and all seven continents? Oh, I, I love you. I love your idea. You inspired me like, oh, swimming can all seven continents. How magical. <laughs> and I... There's one part that that you alluded to that we have to talk about before we finish, which is swimming with whales. I want to hear all about your experience doing that. And where did you do that? Yes. Uh, Thank you for reminding me. Well, I, you know, I heard about swimming with whales for many, many years. And I always was like, oh, my God, I want to do that. And then... I, I start connecting with whales. So whales would come into my dreams. I would swim with them in my dream time. Then I start, again, like I, I just start feeling connection with whales, right? And again, being spiritual, being intuitive. Anyway, and then I went uh, a few years ago. I swam with whales in Tahiti. And there are a couple of places in Tahiti where you can do it. You go on a boat and they take you to the whales and you can jump in the water and be in the presence of whales. and. First time I did it, I mean, it was just amazing. It's like, it's hard to describe what you experience when you're next to the whale. And in Tahiti, you swim with uh, humpback whales mostly. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, you just look into the whale's eyes. And to me, it, it was like I was in eternity, like time stopped. And then later, when I would try to, couple of days later, I would try to remember what actually happened it was part of me. Like I could not recall. Right. So it's, it's like just being in this like total different dimension or total different mm-hmm. space. And again, I've seen pe- amazing transformations when people swim with whales. I've seen like literally people bursting in tears, start crying in the middle of the ocean because it's just such profound 
spiritual, emotional experience. It's just, again, they have like this different level of consciousness. They have higher consciousness. They go between dimensions. And again, if you listen to scientists, I've been to a few scientific well conferences where, of course, we're not talking about that, right? It's all based on science. But what I see just coming to their presence, it shifts It shifts your energy, right? It shifts your perspective. You read some people say, okay, swimming with whales and dolphins, it starts shifting your DNA. So there are even those points of view. Which which is not so far off now because Mm -hmm. of this whole field of epigenetics. And we know that the DNA expression changes depending Mm -hmm. on our daily interactions and and what's our environment. Mm -hmm. And again, it just... It's like a, you get this being with whales and energy with being with the whales is a little bit different than being with dolphins. So we, we have mm-hmm. a very, to me, dolphins, there is a lot of joy, playfulness. With whales, it's more like deep, transformational. It's it's hard to explain, but so it's a little bit different. Um, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And whales are amazing. We're so graceful in the water. I mean, we're gigantic, right? Mm-hmm. Um but they always know exactly where you are. So when I'm around whales, even whale is coming like straight at me or very close, I'm never afraid that they're going to land on me or something like mm-hmm. that. So if because they're very, very uh, aware of their space, except sometimes when babies, like when little baby whales, we're still learning their size. We're still learning their body, right? So we like like little babies, human babies. And when they're playful, a lot of times they can slap you with a fin if you're too close. So you have to be careful. But it, it happened a few years when I was swimming with them in Tahiti. And when you go in, in the water with the whales, again, it's very respectful. You have a guide. So you, you have to keep a respectful distance from the whales. And it was mom and baby, and baby was very, very cute. He was very playful. Actually, they named this baby later Kamikaze <laughs> because he was very, very playful and interactive. And anyway, so we had our interaction with mom and baby, and they start swimming away. And I was just floating on the water and just saying goodbye. And then all of a sudden, this baby turns around and beelines straight to me (laughs) Mm. and I'm going like okay what do I do I I, it's like too late for me to try to swim away so I just stayed on the surface and he came right at me underneath me lift me on his back and and was twirling underneath me and I was just staying still and hoping oh my god I hope he doesn't slap me (laughs) with his with his fin and then he played and world and he's me and swam away and it was mm. just absolutely magical this was just such a magical experience and again observing baby whales playing in the water it's just so healing it's so magical yeah. so baby whales are more like dolphins and sort of their energy and their interaction yes they're very very playful they like all babies, right? They like to play and mm-hmm. they're very curious. So sometimes they will go around and check people out. And um, yes. Wow, that's, that's so, so cool. 
Yeah. And I was just reading, We I was sharing with you that I'm going to Australia in August and I had done my research because I'm like, hey, it's not every day you get to go to Australia and it's my first time going there. And I read that you can go swimming with humpback whales in only certain parts of Australia, but Queensland is one of them. There's three three different towns in Queensland where you can go swimming with humpback whales and there's a certain time of the year and I happen to be be there at, at the right time. And so I, I'm going to sign up to do that. Of course, like as I'm sure you're, even if you, you know, go on, it's like a four hour boat ride and you're not guaranteed to one, you might not see them. And two, they may not come to you. So you, it's, it's all natural. It's what the whales want to do. So I'm, I'm really hoping that this, I'm, I'm definitely like, it's on my vision board. I'm <laughs> like, this is, I just would love to have that, that experience. And I, I actually was going to, book a trip to go to Tahiti to like visit Marea and some of the other more off the beaten path islands. But the time that I was going to go wasn't going to be when they had the the whales. I'm like, oh, I'm not, I have to wait. I'm not going there when I can't try to swim with the whales. But that, yeah, so there's Tahiti, there is now Australia, certain parts, and also Western Australia, you can go swim with humpback whales and um, whale sharks. And Tonga is another place. Yeah. Tonga. Mm-hmm. Tonga is another place. Dominican Republic, I think, is another place. Oh, really? Oh, I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yes. And it's, again, Tahiti, yes, go when it's whale season. And people have been actually asking me to do whale retreat in Tahiti. So I might do that. <laughs> that would be so amazing. It's it's magical. And you go in the ocean, but you you, you never know if whales will come to you, right? So, again, you have to be very respectful to whales, dolphins, because we, we are their guests in the ocean and they, they are the ones who need to initiate interaction. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I've been seeing, and, and it's getting in Tahiti more and more. There are so many people sometimes in the water get a little bit distracting for disturbing whales. There are so many people, but again, guides in the water boats, they doing their best again trying to respect whales and so amazing this has been such an amazing conversation and i think this is what i love about traveling and and i'm going to extend like the concept of traveling to what you've been doing which is you're born in one part of the world and and you had a vision for yourself that wow i really don't want to be in this cold snowy tundra landscape i want to be in paradise with palm trees and coconuts and and here you are you've now you've traveled to hawaii and now that's where you live that's your home but you're you're also traveling to these other amazing places where you can also swim in the ocean i i just I love that. I mean, that's what I love about travel is that you you can manifest this vision in, in, in a short period of time just by changing where you are. And just even my example, of, I wanted to be a scuba diver. I had no idea how I would be one. I didn't live in the right area, but just by traveling and just things that, that you normally wouldn't even imagine, just beyond my wildest imagination. I think for most people, if, if they do end up trying snorkeling or, or scuba diving for the first time, it's just beyond our imagination that you just mm-hmm. like, it, it's like, you can't, it's, it's like so good. The reality is so good that you couldn't even imagine how cool it would be. And, and I love that, that you've, your whole life is an example of doing that. Like how, when you were a little girl growing up in Siberia, could you imagine that you are, as an adult, you would swim with whales and sharks and dolphins? 
Of course not. Yes. So, but it's again, this is reality we're creating for yourself. And to me, usually I go to places where I'm guided. So it's usually a purpose for me to be in a particular place, right? And I forgot to mention about whales. What's another amazing part of it? Whales and people maybe heard about it when whales sing, like they sing with amazing songs and it's only males. It's usually when one male whale stays in a bottom and they start singing. And it's just like this elaborate sounds. And it's absolutely incredible when you're in the water, when the whale is singing. You really, like your whole body starts vibrating, especially when you're close to the whale. You just like feel like this vibration. And for me, a couple of times, I actually got very nauseous. So I was like, oh my God. And it's it's amazing. And when we compare songs from whales, we, the songs sometimes change every year, nuances, but they all sing very, very similar song. And it's whatever information they pass to us or tremendous healing happens when you are in that sound, which is transmitted through the water, you get amazing healing. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. When I was visiting Maui in January, I went on a, I went on two whale watches, and of course, they would have the person who's narrating, who's usually a scientist or someone who is an expert on whales. And from what I remember them saying is, no one really knows why they sing. They think maybe it has something to do with mating, but we don't really know what they're communicating but i think that's that's a really interesting observation that it's part part of the magic really of if you get to swim with a whale i mean it's one thing you can hear it even when you're you can hear it with a hydrophone you're mm-hmm. you're on the whale watch boat but to be in the water and to feel the the sound to feel the vibration mm-hmm. and and it's like that's like sound therapy which is so amazing because there's fields in different traditional medicine where they talk about healing with through vibrational energy and, and mm-hmm. sound, you know, with different sounds, like different tones. So this is, it sounds like it's very related to, to, to having the healing from, from the, the sounds that from the whales. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's, you, you just get this amazing, amazing healing and just magical. Yeah. Mm. I love it. I love it. So I guess to all our listeners, I would love for you to speak to the listener who is working at their physician job and maybe not feeling a lot of magic right now in their life. And they are interested in in searching for more and they haven't really quite figured out that for themselves yet. What, What would you say to them? Well, again, what I believe you create your reality, you create your own magic right? So you create your own experiences. And I love the name of your podcast, Dare to Dream Physician, right? So dare to dream. You are limitless. You are very creative. I'm talking to those physicians who are listening to the podcast. And the world outside of you doesn't dictate your circumstances, doesn't dictate how you feel, right? You are the one who's choosing how to feel. You are the one who's creating your experiences, creating your reality, and just dare to dream and put your dreams into the action. Absolutely. I love it. It's so so true. I agree like a thousand percent. And and if part of you is like, wow, I would love to swim with dolphins or swim with whales or swim with sharks, you can absolutely do it. 
it's it's people do it. Sometimes you're like, I don't know anybody who does that. Like, but now you do. Now you know us. <laughs> Hopefully, me by the end of August, I will have swam with the humpback whales too. Working on the dolphins part, actively searching for that. <laughs> but it's you can do it. You can make your dreams come true in a very short period of time, and you don't have to wait until you're retired. You don't have to wait until your kids are grown up or you have enough money. I mean, the the cool thing is a lot of these things don't cost a lot of money. I mean, there there are definitely people out there who are living their dreams and they're living on way less than what most physicians are living, even the most frugal of physicians are living on. And so I hope that you guys got something out of this and can apply this to your life. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Dr. Oksana. And please tell our listeners, how how do they find you and how, how can they work with you? Yes, they can find me on my website, divinewellnessmd.com. I'm also on Instagram at divinewellnessmd. And I do one-on-one sessions. I teach workshops and courses on how to develop intuition, how to maintain your energetic boundaries for sensitive physicians, healers, so you're not absorbing your patient's energy, their problems, their pain. And so you can live your life in joy and peace, abundance. Yes, would love to hear from from you guys. Thank you so much. And please keep us updated if you end up doing any swim with whale or dolphin, any retreats. That sounds absolutely magical. Yes, of course. Happy to do that. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend and go on your favorite podcast app to give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us to get the word out there. Also, I am really excited to announce I've started a online Facebook community for physicians. Go and search for Dare to Dream Physician Travel. That's the name of the Facebook group. If you have trouble finding us, the link is also in the show notes. I hope to see you on the inside.